Hello and welcome to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Adam Castor. Here as always with my co-host, Ed Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, how are you doing? Happy Monday. Happy Monday. How was your weekend? Yeah, it was okay. It was all right. Just okay? Yeah. Bit of the, um, what, what's what's the expression that they say? Uh, hair of the dog, I think is, is, is how they describe it. Um, I feel like I've heard that, but I haven't heard it in a while. What is that? What does that mean? No idea. Okay. No idea. I'm just trying. I'm just trying to say the issue without saying the issue. I thought you were going to say that uh, you just have a case of the Mondays. No. Oh no. No, not today. Usually, I'm 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 very pep happy and excited. But, and well, I am officially on countdown to my first draft. It's less than a week away. It's not ours, is it? No, no, no. My first, my first one is Saturday. Wow, first Dance one is Saturday. My birthday. August. I will. I will not be celebrating your birthday with a draft. Thank goodness. <laughs> no. Well, we'll be yeah. celebrating your birthday on Friday with a five o'clock cocktail. But <laughs> no, I will not be celebrating your birthday with a draft. I'm very, very excited for that. Um, yeah, 25, Adam. I know, close, close to 30. You're almost there. It's funny. So, when I was on vacation, um, you know how like Friends is like the best show to watch on vacation because, um, no, no, Friends is never appropriate at any time. What? Friends is the worst. It's really not that bad. It's the absolute worst. What is good about it? And don't please know. don't say it. Please don't say it's funny because it's not funny. Some of the jokes are funny. No, none of the jokes are funny. What's the office is funny. It's funny for. Well, here's the thing. They're funny for two, for two different reasons. The office is funny because it's a, you know, it's a mockumentary. And it's like a, it's like a different version of a sitcom. Friends is like the traditional sitcom like Seinfeld which is one of its big contemporaries back don't in like that Seinfeld time. come on do you like Kirby enthusiasm at least no oh well I mean it's the same kind of same kind of humor it's not my it's not my style how I met your mother same thing big bang theory no not my thing Well, anyway, it's also, was... But it's also very, it's very, very hard to make me laugh, especially when it's television. Like if, if we're just spitting shit and you say something I funny, odds, very odds are I'm going to laugh. Yeah, I was about to say, I find that very hard to believe because I've no, 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 no. I'm t- a bunch of times on this podcast. I'm, t- I'm talking about when it comes to television. Like it, it's, I enjoy humor. This is just on a personal level. I enjoy humor that is effortless, that people can just unintentionally be funny. That is the humor that I like. If you try too hard to be funny, I'm not going to laugh. Just plain and simple. I am not going to laugh if you try and be funny. But if you are unintentionally just hilarious and it, you, you provide some of that, I guess, backdoor humor that, you know, you got to like think about in order to really get it. That's the kind of humor that I find absolutely hilarious. Okay. That's that's my kind of humor. So you like, I guess it's what's your favorite like comedy TV shows? If you have any, 
Um, well, The Office, Parks and Rec. Right. I, I Parks and Rec. I do find funny. Parks and Rec. I enjoy. Uh, South Park is great. South Park, yes. I love. But that's like vile humor. So we we all need that show. That's that's you know the vile humor. We all appreciate that. Um, Family Guy's all right. Family Guy's all right. Early Family Guy is very funny. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of late, like late like recent more recent episodes of Family Guy. I'm not like a no, huge I'm not fan. either. Like old Family Guy in its prime was something else. Well, anyway, what I was gonna say. Yes, so we watched ahead. Friends on vacation because it was on, yeah, in the hotel at Nick and Night, and there was like a whole episode about all the the group turning thirty, and it was and like. It was a whole thing where Joey was just like, come on, God, we had a deal. Why are you doing this to me on his 30th birthday? Because because uh, Rachel was turning 30 in the episode. So it was all like a flashback of all of their 30th birthdays. So remind me, Rachel is Jennifer Aniston? Yes, Jennifer Aniston. My favorite character. Okay. My favorite character. L- lovely. Fantastic on the eye. And Joey is who? David Schwimmer? No, Joey is um, Matt LeBlanc. Oh, Matt LeBlanc. Okay. Gotcha. David Schwimmer is uh, Ross. Ah, okay. All right. There are a lot of people who probably have turned off this podcast, given my lack of friends knowledge, but I think it's, I, I think it's probably one of the most overrated shows I've ever seen. And I've yeah. watched many a friend episodes. Nothing. Got nothing out of me. It just depends on what you're looking for. If you're looking for like friends is like junk food, basically. It's... See, but I, I, I am one to enjoy some nice junk food. I, I am one that will enjoy carving out or enjoy the occasional uh, Costco chocolate chip cookie on occasion. But yeah, it, it doesn't it doesn't tickle my bum, as they say. Jeez, that is not way to really torture that idiom. Yeah, that's all. It's true. You're you're violating the Geneva Conventions in torturing that idiom. Put me on trial. I have a great team of attorneys behind me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It like you're not if you're I don't know. That comedy is so subjective. And there are a lot of shows that other people find funny that I just don't find funny. Like what? Please share. Um, since we are on the subject, since we're on the subject, mm-hmm. huh? Now that you kind of like put me on the spot, oh, I'm putting you on the spot. I mean, honestly, in Practical Jokers, like I can laugh at it at the time, but like I'm just like, eh, eh, I don't know. I'm not. It's, cra- not, it's, like, it's not funny to me. I, me either. Yeah, I don't. It's fine. Sure, I guess. Like you laugh about it in the moment, and then once it's over, it's like completely out of your mind. Like you don't yes. even think about it. Yes. But I also, but I also enjoy my reality television. So, you know, you're talking, you're talking to the guy who, uh, who wants, who wants to see people running around on TV half naked for whatever reason whatsoever. That have a casual mental breakdown because so and so talks shit about them. Yeah. That's the kind well, of TV. I mean, the big, that's the kind of TV I enjoy. And by the way, we have Bachelor in Paradise tonight. Very excited. 
you know, I, I really don't like the Big Bang Theory or Young Sheldon or any shows like that. Just because, yeah. I mean, as somebody that's like into that, into a lot of that stuff, like, you know, it's a, a lot of it is kind of just like appealing to the lowest common denominator as well. Yeah. And I'm not like super crazy about it. Like if you're, if you're going to make jokes about like nerdy stuff and gamer culture and comic books and stuff like that, you know, lean into it, go, go obscure, <laughs> you know, that would be, that would be pretty funny just because just to show how nerdy the, the group of the group of guys is. But I like shows that are, that can be serious, but also have like a bit of comedy, whether it be intentional or unintentional. The Sopranos is like really good at that. Cause there are some yes. moments that like, you know, maybe they're not intended to be funny, but they are funny. Like some of the, I mean, some of the quotable lines are great. That's, that's the kind of humor that I love. And the key is it doesn't have a laugh track. Laugh tracks are very annoying. I agree. So I was watching, this was probably, I think this was last week. This had to have been last week. I was watching the Pine Barrens episode of uh, of The Sopranos. A- absolutely fucking phenomenal. No, Which it's not. From, I, I know it's not from the Pine Barrens episode, but hey, Adam, I saw that movie. <laughs> Thought it was. Bullshit. I think I've got. I don't think I've gotten up to that one yet. Is that in, is that early? Um, I want to say it's season six. Oh yeah, no, I definitely have not. I'm like a couple episodes into season two, so I am not into the Pine Barrens episode. It is season three. Oh yeah, well still season three. Yes, I've I just have not watched The Sopranos cover to cover in quite a long time. But I did go back and watch the Pine Barrens episodes because it's one of my favorites. I mean, I, I could just regurgitate a bunch of quotes for you, but we, we do kind of have to get into a bit. I, I don't know. You want to talk about the preseason? Well, and just I, I got one better and it, it'll save people a lot of time. Okay. Uh, I have one quick question for, for everybody. One quick question. Yes. Return. The, the, the return. The triumphant return of one quick question. Fantastic. Um, what do you got? So this comes from Dan. Dan asks, can you go through the first six rounds based on ADP and give your best and worst picks for each round? Wow, that was a lot of work for one quick question. Basically, we're, go- we're going through ADP and we're deciphering who the best guys to take in each round are. I mean, we're doing a mock draft, but whatever. We're looking, I, we're, Adam, we're looking at current ADP. Okay, fine. We're looking at current ADP. We're looking on, at current ADP. I cannot wait to see current ADP because preseason makes fools of us all. We all know that Adam just is absolutely, you just go crazy for ADP. All right, so looking at the first round, and by the way, uh, if you guys, if you want to follow along, uh, we have decided to do it on NFC. So if you go on NFC, uh, you go to the football tab, you drop it all the way down, you're going to see ADP and standings. You click on that, and then you just change the calendar bar to August 15th to August 16th. That's what we're looking at. We're just doing ADP 
from the last 24 hours or so. We're obviously recording this on Monday, August 16th. So, by the way, uh, yeah, go ahead. So is NFC, I'm sure you've said this before, but just as a reminder, NFC yeah. is in half point PPR. This half point PPR. Is. Yes, correct. Okay. Just, uh, and we're going to basically do the first 60 players because that's correct. Would, yeah. Correct. So I, I'll read the first 10 and you can read the next 10. We just give our best and worst. So the first it goes, so this is one to 10. Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Derek Henry, Ezekiel Elliott, Devontae Adams, Jonathan Taylor, Tyreek Hill, Aaron Jones, and Austin Eckler. I'm going to be different. I'm not going to say Christian McCaffrey is the best pick because that's fucking boring. Um, I'll say Jonathan Taylor at seven is probably the worst pick. And, the, yeah. and the best pick, I'll say Devontae Adams at six. I'll say Devontae Adams six because I'm really having a debate right now in my overall ranks about whether or not to have Devontae Adams be my number four player off the board. I'm going to go with Jonathan Taylor as my worst, but it's gotten a bit better because, I mean, listen, I'm not about to get fooled by the preseason, but Sam Ellinger and Jacob Eason at least look comfortable against the Panthers. They look like they've been, I don't know, whatever. I, I would not trust them in an, in an actual start. And it de- and it would be a downgrade for Jonathan Taylor if Carson Wentz doesn't uh, make his week one start. But I, I don't know. Who who was the dickhead that uh, – with Nate Sudfeld. I'm sure Nate Sudfeld looked absolutely wonderful in the preseason. I'm sure he's looked fabulous. Well, uh, the biggest argument for or against the preseason – the biggest argument against the preseason is that the Detroit Lions of 2008 and I think the Cleveland Browns of 2017 went undefeated in the preseason. Yep. And you know what happened after that. Mm-hmm. And I believe the Baltimore Ravens have not lost a preseason game in about. They haven't lost since 2015. 2015. Yeah, I think it's. I think it was. I was going to say fifteen. They're they've won their fifteenth game in a row in the preseason. I think that's. I think that's right, or something along it's, those lines. It's funny because I told my dad about that record, and he is like, "Oh, is it because they're the only team that cares about the preseason?" That's a fair question, Mister Gaster. That is a very, very, very fair question. I don't really know who has the most uh, Snoopy Bowl trophies out of the uh, Jets and Giants since the competition was established like like eight or eight or nine years ago yeah that game was saturday who ended up winning that the jets did 12 oh. to 7 terrible score wow that's a barn burner i know well it was a it was a nice touchdown by Lamichael p ryan um a nice field goal by chris nagar the new kicker who might end up getting cut because he missed a 53 yarder and then i guess it was a safety i don't know it's funny i looked up the highlights for that game because I didn't see the safety, but they didn't show the safety. They didn't even show it. They were just like, "Yikes!" Here's the touchdown by Lamichael Pirine, and game's over. Here's the t- or here's the touchdown by the Giants, and game's over. <laughs> like, where did the twelve come from? It's a fascinating scoreline. Yes. All right, so we'll go to ten to twenty. Austin Eckler, Travis Kelsey, Saquon Barkley. Stephon Diggs, Nick Chubb, Antonio Gibson, Najee Harris, DeAndre Hopkins, 
Calvin Ridley, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and Joe Mixon at 20. Adam, best and worst. Um, I'm taking over your gig now. I don't like this. Best and worst. Oh, man. This is... I think best would probably be Nick Chubb. Because I think Nick Chubb is probably going to go earlier than this. That's a fine shout. In real drafts. Um, and this might change. Like the 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 uh, ADP for Nick Chubb is probably going to change. Um, and then worst. Hmm. I don't know. I think I'd rather. I mean, I'm not crazy about Clyde's spot. I think I'd rather have Mixon over Clyde at this point. If I'm going with my philosophy of getting running backs early. Um, yeah. What? Nothing. Nothing. You're, you're I, making a face. I have nothing to say. Okay. A best pick for me, DeAndre Hopkins at 17. I like that a lot. Like that a lot, a lot, a lot. Because he's going to be super, super safe. I mean, yeah, it's possible he could be boring, but yeah, like that a Who lot. Because if you're boring, if you win, you know what's the most fun thing in the world? You know what the most interesting thing in the world is, Bird? Winning. The argument is that his ceiling is kind of capped, which I guess. I his guess. ceiling is like the elevator. Like you have to go up to the elevator from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory to get to DeAndre Hopkins ceiling. Well, the, argu- the argument also is that you look at a guy like Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley is capable of just winning weeks by himself. He's capable of putting up the 35-40. Whereas Hopkins is capable of, yeah, he'll get you your 15, 16, 17s. But then his ceiling really is 25, 26, 27. So people are looking for those monster weeks. You're not going to get them really from Hopkins. You may, you may. It's entirely possible that you'll get your in full point 12 for a buck 41 and a touchdown. It's definitely possible. I'm not saying that it's not, but it's just more likely to come from someone like Calvin Ridley. So it just depends on what your, your flavor of tea is. But Hopkins is the best for me and the worst for me is Joe Mixon. I've just soured on Joe Mixon completely. And I know he's my son. I love him to death, but I will not be drafting Joe Mixon anywhere. Wow. That's a bold statement. That's a really, that must've been really hard for you to say. It is and it isn't. And it's, it's, it's sad for me to say, because I've done a deep dive on it and I want to find a reason to like Joe Mixon. But the one thing I just keep going around is, oh, great, he's going to be a three-down guy. But is it going to matter if the Bengals are getting killed come midway through the third quarter? And you also think of it, the Bengals are playing 17 games this year. Remember, 17-game season, very important. I forget it sometimes, too. Six of those games, they are going up against the Steelers, the Ravens, and the Browns. That's six games right there where you're going to have a decision headache to make on whether or not to start a guy that you're going to be drafting in the second or third round. That is a massive problem that I'm sorry. I just don't want to really have to risk that or have to go through that sort of agita. So an agita Italian word of the week, agita Italian word of the week, Italian word of the week, agita. Uh, All right. So, we go to the next. We start 
with DK Metcalf, Justin Jefferson, AJ Brown, Darren Waller, Patrick Mahomes, Terry McLaurin, Keenan Allen, CeeDee Lamb, J.K. Dobbins, and DeAndre Swift. Um, I'm going to take somebody that you probably were going to pick. Okay. And that's CeeDee Lamb at 28. As the best or worst? As the best. Okay. I like CeeDee Lamb. Yeah, I wouldn't, I would I wasn't going to take CeeDee as best. Okay. So yeah, all yours. And then for worst, man, the precipitous fall for DeAndre Swift. I just am not like a huge fan this season of DeAndre Swift. Well, he's hurt. Yeah. He's hurt. So, I mean, if you're not going to be healthy, it's going to be a, a bit of a free fall. Jamal yeah. Williams season. Woo. Well, that's the thing. I mean, that's what happened to DeAndre Swift last year. He got hurt. He was doing really, really well. And then he got hurt. Um, and I just, I'm not, yeah, I'm just not crazy about him. And I would, I would yeah. say in deep, in deep leagues, if you, if you do go the zero RB approach and I will be doing that in a draft on Saturday, we'll talk about it next week. Uh, I'll come on the podcast and we'll talk about the zero RB draft and how that went. One of the guys that I think in, in deeper leagues, I'm not sure if you could do it really in 10, because I think there's still a lot, there are better options in a 10, but in a 12 and a 14, I think Jamal Williams is an excellent late round flyer because if DeAndre Swift is out or if he's not a hundred percent, Jamal Williams is going to get work. And at the very worst, I think he can give you flex level production. Yeah. And also, I mean, Jamal Williams, yeah, like you said, he's good. He's a good, he's a good running back. Yeah, He's good. He's good. He can catch, he can catch passes. He's good in between tackles. He's a hard runner. I think he'll know the offense well enough. And I mean, the Lions have nobody to really throw the ball to. So if he's going to get significant snaps, he'll see, he'll see a heavy vocal work, I would think. Right. Um, so I have to give my best and worst that or yes. is it or okay. I thought I did it for some uh, odd reason. Uh best for me is Keenan Allen. I I'm just falling more and more in love with the Chargers as a whole. Even with the coach speak that Austin Eckler is going to be in a committee, I, I yeah, I still think it won't matter for Eckler. I still like him a lot. Same with Keenan Allen. I mean, guys, he got 100 catches in his sleep. No problem projecting that. And you're getting him basically closing in on the fourth round. He's going to be super, super safe. And I think he gives you that ceiling that maybe Hopkins doesn't necessarily give you. I think there's more of a ceiling with Allen than there is with with Hopkins, but Hopkins is just going to give you more receptions. But in terms of the worst, I mean, it's not really a, I mean, Darren Waller at 24, but that's just tight end premium. Really? And no, we're not talking about the league either. I thought you were talking about the league for a second, but it's the premium on the tight end position. Yes. Which for me is, I, I just don't understand it. I mean, I, I'll rephrase. Of course, I understand it, but I just don't know who's going to want to go out of their way to do it. I mean, if you want to, by all means, do it. And if you want to uh, tell us about it on the podcast, you are more than welcome to do so. But I won't be the guy to go ahead and do it. Well, I think that it's kind of interesting because you have somebody like Travis Kelsey, who is, you know, he's a unicorn and he is wholeheartedly worth spending that early pick on you can justifiably take Travis Kelsey in the first round in the back end of the first round 
and people will be like, you know what? I get, I get you. I get what you're trying to do here. But for Darren Waller to be in the second round, as far as this is concerned, or the third round, um, I'm just not really, I don't know. He's not as much of a game changer as Travis Kelsey, where you would kind of sacrifice getting a running back or a receiver to pick him. See, I almost disagree. Yes, Travis Kelsey is a game changer, no doubt, but I think Darren Waller is as well. Yeah, Travis Kelsey's a step above Waller, but I think in terms of consolation prize, I think Waller's uh, he's a solid silver medal. But then it's What's like, it? yes, it, it's kind of like, and if you just imagine the pedestal, I know this is terrible podcasting, but forgive me. It's like you have Kelsey on like the first step, then you you're dropping like a step and a half to Waller, but then you're draft you're dropping about six steps to get to Kittle. For me personally. We well, all know me, I'm not a Kittle I mean, guy. So you're falling down a flight of stairs to get George yeah, Kittle. You're falling down a flight of stairs to get to Kittle. Yeah. That is the guy that, that won't be worth it. And I won't say Kittle for the next uh, round of picks. I promise. I will make that promise to everybody as as tempting as it is. Uh, it's so not like we, I don't like Darren Waller. You know, it's just like, I don't know. I wouldn't be crazy about picking him where he's going. It's a spot. It's the spot. Yeah. I, I understand that. And I would have said Mahomes. I, I would have said Mahomes too. Third round from Mahomes is, is really rich. I thought you were going to say Justin Jefferson, honestly, because I know that you're not a you're not a huge fan. No, um, and he's got that shoulder injury too. So that's those shoulder injuries tend to linger. So I, yeah, I, I wasn't drafting Justin Jefferson before. I mean, we we talked about this. I'm not drafting him now, even more so. Even more so, I'm staying away. So we have the next round. We're in round four now. Allen Robinson, David Montgomery, George Kittle, Robert Woods, Mike Evans, Amari Cooper. Chris Godwin, Chris Carson, Cooper Cup, Josh Allen. Uh, best for me, I I mean, I don't know how Amari Cooper is at 36. I mean, that's great for me. That's for great. Me, Allen, Allen Robinson at 31. I love that too. Yeah, that's not bad. That's Al, and CD Lamb over Allen Robinson is a bit confusing for me. And I love yeah. CD. Don't get me wrong, but that's just a bit confusing. It is, it is pretty confusing. I don't know. Maybe people are just trying to, trying to like really project with CD Lamb. Yeah. Like his potential. It's high hopes. It's high hope. I think he's just a classic example of you're drafting a guy to ceiling. I don't know if CD Lamb is going to be a second or third round receiver. That's just part of the problem that I have with, with CD. Um, in terms of the worst pick that I have here, I mean, there, there are a few guys. And, and I just want to emphasize the, the fall from grace for the running backs here. I mean, you're dropping down. I wouldn't even say a tier, Adam. I would say probably a tier and a half of running back production is where this drop-off is happening now. So for me, the guy that I don't like here is, is Chris Carson. Chris Carson is just not the guy for me. I expect Seattle to be more of a pass-heavy offense this year. Good for DK Metcalf, good for Tyler Lockett, good for Russell Wilson. Not great for someone like Chris Carson. I won't be drafting him. Yeah, I could definitely see that for for Chris Carson. Um, this is kind of tough. I mean, I could definitely say George Kittle. I mean, it's easy. I wouldn't blame him. It's easy. I promised. But, I promised, though, we wouldn't say Kittle. Okay. Um, if not George Kittle, 
then hmm how about cooper cup we we haven't talked about cooper cup much at all that's true uh well i was gonna say i'm not crazy about picking woods over cup really you'd rather have cup over woods yes interesting i i'm not the same way i'd much rather have woods are they back to back for you on your rankings um, I just made the change. I moved Woods two spots higher. So the way that I have it is I have Woods, then I have Evans, then I have Godwin, then I have Cup. I think Robert Woods is very volatile. As far oh, as... I disagree. Really? Oh, I disagree. Yeah. I had Robert Woods last year, and I loved him. I loved him. Oh, my God. Maybe it's a personal and... thing. I don't know. Every week, Robert Woods would just meet the projections. He he was fabulous. Every single week, Robert Woods would just step to the fucking table. That is my guy. That is, I'm going to give a, a quick shout out here to the weatherman for the Basement Talk podcast, Jared Faggione. Great guy. In the words of Jared and I, Robert Woods is our young prince. So there's a very special place in my heart for Robert Woods. I knew there was something. Okay. So there were a couple, you know, he was pretty solid last year, but you might be uh, repressing some duds that he, that he had Uh, week seven against Chicago comes to mind. Just be okay. How many 5.5. Okay. Um, Week 10 against Seattle. 8.6. 8.6. The Thursday night game against New England, week 14, 8.1. Um, it wasn't great against the Giants, 9.8. And, uh, you know, in fantasy championships, week 16 against Seattle, 8.9 fantasy points. So he was not good against Seattle last year. Yeah, but he's still... He still was about a just a shade under a thousand yard guy, six, seven touchdowns, I believe, if my memory serves me correctly. I can do he had a 936 yards and six touchdowns on 90 catches, which are which tied a career high. Yeah, and he's a top 15 guy. He's a top 15 guy that you're gonna be drafting in the fourth round. Just steady. Steady. That's Robert Woods. He's not a guy. Great example is he's not. He's a lesser version of what Hopkins is. So if you're looking at this group of receivers and you're looking for ceiling plays, go for Evans. Go for Godwin. Hell, go for Cooper. Amari, not Cooper Cup. If you're looking for steady production out of the guys that are in this group, and I'm not counting Allen Robinson here because Allen Robinson at 31 is a fucking joke. Allen Robinson is a top five receiver for me. If you could get him here, do it. Do it, do it, do it. But out of the guys here, the safest play is Robert Woods. And he's so underappreciated every single year. It's mind-boggling to me. Mind-boggling. I think that um, Cooper Cup is definitely due for some touchdown regression. He only had three touchdowns last year. He was also hurt. Yeah, he played he in hurt 15, for a large stretch. 
It's. I mean, when I looked at his stats, it only it said that he played in uh, in fifteen games. He did. But, he did, but he played most of the season hurt. That's true. But it, so he's due. He's due for positive regression, especially with a new quarterback and Matt Stafford that likes to throw the ball. Well, in an offense that should be throwing the ball a lot more too, especially now that Cam isn't there and they're going to be playing with a makeshift backfield. Yeah, they're probably going to throw the ball a little bit more, which is good for Woods, good for Cup, good for Higby, good for Stafford. Right. So I think Cooper Cup's going to move more towards his 2019 total of 10 touchdowns and not stay closer to his 2020 total of three touchdowns. He only he was almost a thousand yard receiver, even though he played hurt last year. Yeah, I have I have Cup in the middle of that. I have Cup projected for seven. Okay. I have Cup projected for seven. I have Woods projected for seven. So I have them right dead smack in the middle of each other. All right, let's move on to the 40s. Let's go to the 40s. So we have the greatest quarterback alive, Joshy Poo, Josh Allen. Very rich man now. Very proud of him. Deontay Johnson, Travis Etienne, Tyrell Lockett, Miles Sanders, Adam Thielen, Julio Jones, DJ Moore, Javante Williams, Darrell Henderson, Josh Jacobs. Best for me, this is going to shock a lot of people. I'm going to go with Julio. I think really? Julio in round, I think Julio in round five is not bad. Is not bad at all. I think it's a risk that's worth taking. Because Speaking Julio, if he's playing and he's healthy, that's a top 10 receiver that you're getting in round five. Speaking of risks worth taking, I mean, getting somebody like Javante Williams here, it's pretty solid. See, he's a tricky one. He's a tricky one because someone that I talked to is in a draft this weekend, and he got Javante Williams in round three in a 14. I just think that's so rich, which is ba- it's basically the same spot as we're, as we're talking here, maybe a little sooner. But it's too rich for my blood just because you're going to have to wait for him. Now, if he's the starter come week one, Hell yeah, but I don't think he's going to be. I think it's going to be Melvin Gordon. Williams will get his touches, and you're praying for Melvin Gordon to suck or you're praying for Melvin Gordon to get hurt, for Javante Williams to arrive on the scene quick enough where you're not saying to yourself, why did I just draft Javante Williams in the third round, fourth round, fifth round? Well, I think at this point, depending on how you draft, you're going to be – you probably have a starting running back or two. So it's not like you're relying on Javante Williams. You can wait on Javante Williams. But if you wanted to pick a receiver here, I could definitely go with uh, my boy, Thielen, Adam. Yeah. I mean, if Julio's here, I'm taking Julio over Javante. That's easy. That's easy for me. I mean, even even if we go on to the next tier, and we'll get to that in a minute, Ayuk, Chase, Higgins, some of the receivers that are there. Give me those guys. Because you know they're going to contribute right away. Maybe not Chase so much. I'm not really a Chase guy, but Ayuk, hell yeah. Higgins, cover your ears. Hell yeah. Oh, no. He's turned. I've turned to the dark side. Um, The worst for me is Josh Jacobs. For me, that's around seven running back. He won't go as such because name value, but that's a round seven guy. I want nothing to do with Jacobs. Nothing. I'm so shocked that you I think, say such a thing. Quite honestly, I think out of all of the worst 
that we've said, that is the worst of the worst. Okay, now I'm actually, I'm not even sarcastically shocked anymore. I am actually shocked that you would say that. Well, out of the ones that we've said, and we still have a mock to get to, which is kind of crazy, but out of all the ones that we've said, so much who's worse than that? I mean, I don't know. I've never been a fan of George Kittle. Yeah, but I think I mean, Kittle's going to give you more production, at least, than, than Jacobs will. What's Jacobs' ceiling? We, we've been talking about floor versus ceiling the entire time. What's the ceiling for Jacobs? What's his floor? We don't even know what his floor is. So it's just kind of like, is it really worth it? Obviously, I look, if you're in a bind and Jacobs is there, take him. You see what happens. But don't expect much because he's a running back for the Raiders, number one. Number two, he's in a committee with Kenyon Drake. Number three, if you, especially if you're playing in half full PPR, he's going to get you nothing with receptions. Nothing. Not a nunca zilch. Which is probably why they brought in Kenyon Drake. He doesn't catch passes either. Uh, I guess, yeah. The pass catcher is going to be Jalen Rashard. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know. If they brought in... If they brought in Damian Williams, I would say, okay, he's coming in as the third down guy. Jacobs on first and second down, Damian Williams on third down. Okay, fine. But they brought in another guy who's basically a clone of Josh Jacobs, who's a lesser version of Josh Jacobs, not as good as Josh Jacobs. (laughs) Like, ah! yeah. Oh, the Raiders are confusing. Yeah. Yeah, you could say that again. Yeah. All right, last one. Uh, Kyler Murray, Kyle Pitts, Brandon Ayuk, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Lamar Jackson, Chase Claypool, Mike Davis, T.J. Hawkinson, Dak Prescott. For the sake of variety, can you please not say Kyle Pitts for your worst? Yeah, I'm not going to say Kyle Pitts. I'm not going to say Kyle okay. Pitts. Uh, worst for me, I'm going to go with Mike Davis because I just don't think he's that good. And for me, he just screams classic round five, round four bust. So I'm not, no, not me. Um, best I'm going to say, I'll, I'll say Dak Homer. Yeah. I'll say Dak Homer. I'll say Dak. the Iliad. Because you're a homer. You're yes. a homer. I, I, I actually did. I actually did. U- Ulysses, he's actually a good friend of mine. Jeremiah was a bullfrog. He's he's a friend of mine. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Uh, best and worst, Adam, so we can get into this damn mock. Okay. I'm not going to sing. <laughs> For me, this is actually probably the toughest group of guys just because a lot of them are kind of like mm, eh, in this in this spot i like tg hawkinson at 59 as the best of the rest tight ends see i'm i'm, I'm surprised by that but, but keep going I, I have a question that i want to ask you after this so just uh say your worst and i have a question for you okay are you saying is it going to be along the lines of why do you not like swift if you like hawkinson no okay no Actually, almost the opposite, but but keep going. Um, 
and my worst or yeah my worst i mean i'm not like a fan of the cincinnati receivers around here okay just because uncertainty with the quarterbacks and i think jamar chase especially just because rookie receivers like never really pan out unless you're justin jefferson they hardly ever do all right let me ask you let me ask you my question now this is Hawkinson in round six. Kittle in round three, you were scoffing at. Yes. What's the difference between Hawkinson in round six and Kittle in round three when it is universally universally stated that Kittle is better than Hawkinson? The difference is you have more of a team before you draft Hawkinson. Okay, all right. I thought you were going to say that Detroit has more of a team than San Fran. I, I was going to be like, whoa. No, no. I'm whoa. saying you have, you have more of a team put together before you would draft Hawkinson than when you would draft Kittle. You're passing up on better players to draft Kittle than you would be to be drafting Hawkinson. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That 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 is a very acceptable answer. I, I, I will accept that. All right, Adam. I was not wow. going to say that was one. that was not a one quick question. That was a one massively long winded question. One one episode question. <laughs> All right. Let's do, let's do this mock. So what what picks have we had? I don't know. Just randomize it. See what happens. Who cares? Well, I know. I know we've done 10. This is a dress rehearsal. I know what we've done. Do we, I know we had a 10. We've uh, had a nine. Hold on. Yeah. What pick do we have in the Cologne League? Three. Three. This is dress rehearsal. Okay. All right. All right. We're going to do it for the three. Because Mystic Ass has said so. All right. Third overall. So uh, McCaffrey and Cook. Went with first two picks. Not surprising. Still full point PPR. Yes. Still full point teams. PPR. Mm-hmm. Um, who do you like here? For for me, the pick is Derrick Henry. Okay. I like Derrick Henry. Do you disagree? I do not. Okay. Then the pick is Derrick Henry. My but question is, I hear why a is... Yeah. No, 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 no buts. Why has Zeke shot up people's ranks? Because people have watched Hard Knocks and they have seen how good Zeke looks. Uh, great. This is a reactionary industry. It really is. That's, I would bet it's probably the reason. Okay. All right, we're taking Henry. Oh, my on. That's a, that's a, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, this is interesting. So, uh, what the fuck? The rest of the picks don't. Uh, okay. 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 Travis Kelsey went at the one four. Saquon Barkley went at the one five. Alvin Kamara, one six. Zeke, one seven. Nick Chubb, one eight. Devontae Adams, one nine. Tyreek Hill, one ten. Start of round two, Jonathan Taylor, 201, Stefan Diggs, 202. 
Uh, Aaron Jones, 203. Calvin Ridley, 204. Eckler, 205. Antonio Gibson, 206. And the rookie, Najee Harris, at 207. Bone rugs and Sir Money. I like that. I like that a lot. I like Chenault, number five. That's fun. Crowder plays it. That's funny. No, some of these are actually good. Home for Home the Galladays. I've seen. No I've punts seen that intended. One. I like that one. No punt intended. That's funny. That's uh, That should be Doug Peterson's fantasy team name. Should be no <laughs> punt intended. <laughs> All right, we're up here. Um, I mean, there are a couple ways we can go. If we want to go running back and solidify it, there's Clyde, there's Mixon, there's Swift, Dobbins, Montgomery. I think it's a little too early. Or we just take the number one receiver on the board, which is DeAndre Hopkins, unless you're liking Justin Jefferson, unless you're liking Keenan Allen, unless you're liking DK Metcalf. You know, whole bunch of options. There are a ton of options. I, oh boy, because I think that we could potentially get Hopkins and Allen. I think we can. So I think we should do that. Okay. All right. So let's take Hopkins. Get that done. Okay. So we, there, there is a decision to be made. Well, there are, okay. All right. Well, there are, a lot of guys here that we do like. So it I can't went, believe we've done this. We Hopkins, put ourselves in hell of a pickle. Then Mixon, then Edwards Alaire to close out the second. Then DK, David Montgomery, start the third. We have Justin Jefferson, Keenan Allen, AJ Brown, Allen Robinson, all on the board. And Darren Waller, if you want to consider him in, in this. And Terry McLaurin as well, who I do like. But, but the, the thing this is, is a conundrum. This is a conundrum because we're we're in a pickle in the sense that it's too late or it's too early to take the running backs that we like. But yeah, but we kind of need one. We I need think a we can one. I think we can go. I think we take a receiver here and we wait wait on the running backs. Uh, for me the debate is between Robinson, Brown and Allen. I I would go with Allen. I would go Robinson. with Keenan. I would go with Keenan as well. Allen, Keenan Allen or Allen Robinson, whichever receiver has Allen in their name, I would go with them. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm going with Keenan. Okay, I think just better quarterback play, more stable system. I'm going with Keenan. I don't know, man. Did you see Justin Fields in his first preseason game? It looked good, but it's got to be the starter. Ah, oh, geez. Well, I give alts. Okay. <laughs> 304, Miles Sanders. Yuck. 305, AJ Brown. Yuck. 306, Justin Jefferson. 307, Yuck. Darren Waller. Yuck. All the picks that are not us. Yuck. Okay. 308, McLaurin. 309, Mike Evans. 310, DeAndre Swift. 401 Chris Carson, 402 J.K. Dobbins, 403 C.D. Lamb, uh, 404 Allen Robinson, 405 Robert Woods, 46 Adam Thielen, and 47 Joshua Jacobs. Adam, I want to propose something here. I want to try it. Okay. Patrick Mahomes. Okay. I want to try it. Okay. Just to see how it looks. 
Okay. You down? Sure. Okay. Let's just fucking try it. Hey, it's a value pick according to Fantasy Pros. Oh, my God. George Kittle, 4-9. Oi. Uh, Darrell Henderson, 4-10. 5-1, Julio Jones, and 5-2, Amari Cooper. We're here at the 5-3. There are no receivers here. Uh, well, excuse me. There are no running backs here. I was about to yeah. say, I'm like, we're, there are a lot of receivers. Yeah, there's not a lot of running backs here that I am in love with. Can you go to the running back tab? I just want to see. Sure. There's not a lot. Oi. Yeah, it's ugly. It is ugly, ugly, ugly. I mean, um, we're probably looking at like Michael Carter or Javante Williams as our RB2. Travis Etienne as well. I do or like Kareem Hunt. Mm, Hunt is just kind of like, yeah, he's a flex. And unless Chubb gets hurt, then it's just like, okay, he's got to peel there. But for me, it's got to be a receiver. I, I mean, for me, it's it, it, it's between Godwin, Moore, and Cup. I like Cup. I like, I think I like Cup, but I do like more just because I'm looking at what we got. If we want to be really, really safe and have just a steady crew, it's more or cup. But if we want to go for ceiling, it's Godwin. I mean, I'll, I'll go with cup. I'll okay. go with cup. That's fine. I was going to say cup. Okay, fine. We'll go with Cooper. Coop, so now we Cooper. have our three receivers. Little Cooper cup. Like that up, you, you, you. I know you want to say that. Little Cooper. Yeah. That's why we haven't talked about him because you keep doing that stupid thing. Little Cooper. Cup. Five four. DJ Moore. Like that rhyme. Miles Gaskin. Five five. Chris Goblin. Five six. Josh Allen. Five seven. Five eight. Kenny Galladay. Five nine. Chase Edmonds. Five ten. Tyler Lockett. Six one. Cortland Sutton. Six two. Javante Williams. 6'3", Kareem Hunt, 6'4", Mike Davis, 6'5", Brandon Ayuk. Oh! I know. Very sad. No! 6'06", Deontay Johnson, and 6'07", Odo Beckham Jr. That's a name. We haven't talked about Odo Beckham in, like, a month. No, we haven't. We truly haven't. And I'm surprised he's gone this – he got, like – I'm surprised he hasn't gone later, frankly. Odo Beckham in the sixth round? I don't know. Name value. And our team – Patrick Mahomes, Derrick Henry, DeAndre Hopkins, Keenan Allen, Cooper Cup. I like the look of that team. I like the look of it. Yes. But now is when it gets kind of messy. Um, I think we do not have a choice here, Adam. I think we have to make sure we get a running back here. Uh, We're looking at, God, it it, it really is. It's one guy. It it has to be Travis Etienne. It it has to be. We've kind of put ourselves into, into a bind here. A tiny bit of a pickle. So let's do a Travis Etienne. Yeah, we. I think we we have to go that route just to know that we have a running back locked up. Well, the good news is if we wanted to take Michael Carter again, or not again, if we want to take Michael Carter, he, he'd be here. And he probably won't be otherwise. If we don't pick Michael Carter here, he's probably not going to be there the next time we we pick. Well, at the at the 
position nice, the 6'9", Jamar Chase, 6'10", T. Higgins, 7'1", Mark Andrews, 7'2", Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool at 7'2", is that sucks. That sucks. See, I think we can kind of take the risk on Michael Carter being there next time around. And if he's not there, there are other running backs there that I think will be fine just to get us going. So for me, I'm going to go actually, I'm going to vouch for your former friend here. I would actually take Robbie Anderson. Mr. Anderson. Yeah, I like him a lot. I think he's got top 15 upside. Okay. Let's do it. Perfect. I know you have no issue with uh, with taking Robbie Anderson. No, I really don't. Okay. Hey, he's still here. Okay. Uh, Michael Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas at the 704? Yeah. I'm no surprised word. he went this soon. 7-5 Kyler Murray. 7-6 Kyle Pitts. 7-7 seven, seven, Damien Harris. 7-8 Dak Prescott. 7-9 Lamar Jackson. 7-10 TJ Hawkinson. 8-1 A.A. Ron Rodgers. 8 Great guy. Great guy. Love him. James Robinson. Scroll down, please. I'm scrolling, uh, Adam. Okay. I said please. 803 Raheem Mostert. 804 Will Fuller. 805 Leonard Fournette. 806 Zach Moss. Zach Moss. 807 Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. I think the value here with Juju is too good to turn down. Honestly, I think we can get Michael Carter coming back around. Probably. All right. So let's take Juju. That's a value pick according to Fantasy Pros. It's a value pick. It is a value pick. And it was Herbert nine. after Brady, Shark, Chanel to start round nine. And then we'll take Michael okay. Carter here. Let's do it. Unless you want to take Debo Samuel. No. Hell no. Michael Carter is in my picture. It's, it's a disgrace, if you ask me. All the other rookies have pictures. Anyway, Jerry Judy, 904. David Johnson, 905. James Conner, David Johnson. Brandon Cooks, 97. 98. Melvin Gordon, 99. Michael Gallup, 910. Marquise Hollywood Brown. Hollywood. There you go. 1001, Rojo, Ronald Jones. 1002, my boy, Curtis Samuel. Your boy. 1003, Devontae Smith. 1004, Trey Sermon. At least he doesn't have a picture either. 1005, Debo Samuel. Yuck. 1006, Jinx. Tyler Boyd. And 1007, Kenyon Drake. I know who I would take here. It's pretty easy. I'm probably going to guess. Stan Antonio Brown. Yes. Okay. I like him a ton. Fine. Full year with Brady. Mm. Yeah. Fine. Adam. Usually I have a no head case policy. But you sleep better at night with Antonio Brown in full point PPR. And so after that, it was Rugs the 10 9, Jamal Williams the 10 10, round 11, Jarvis Landry, and then 
at the top of round 11, Jarvis Landry, and then 11 to A.J. Dillon. The team so far, Mahomes, Derrick Henry, Travis Etienne, DeAndre Hopkins, Keenan Allen, Cooper Cup, Robbie Anderson, Juju Smith-Schumeister, Michael Carter, and Antonio Brown. We need a running back fucking desperately. And we there also is like need a tight end. Nothing here. We also need a tight end. Yeah, no offenses here. I mean, do you want to take no offense? Do you want to take like Dallas no Goddard? I have no offense higher than Dallas Goddard at this point in time. Ooh. We have, it, does, it does look like Drew Locke is going to be the starter. We have some slight breaking news. Okay. Jake Arietta going to the Padres. They're close. They're close to on a deal. Who cares? Fuck baseball. Who cares? No offense. Oh, that's a steal, Adam. We got a steal. We got a steal. I got to make, I got to make that into a bit. Play the bit. Oh, we got a steal. Play the drop. Drop me. See, we could just have drops. Because it's all it's all in post production. We can just exactly. put in drops. Exactly. All um, right, the eleven four Jalen Waddle. I'm stealing your bit, Adam. Just okay. to move it along. Eleven five Great. Logan Thomas. Eleven six Devin Singletary. Eleven seven Devonte Parker. Adam, how am I doing? You doing what? You doing good? Thank you so much. Eleven eight Jalen Rieger. Eleven nine the best receiver in the National Football League. The man who was voted ninety first in the NFL Top one hundred players. Actually, Corey Davis. 11-10, Cole Beasley. 12-1, Gus Edwards. 12-2, Marvin Jones. 12-3, Mike Williams. I like him a lot. I think he's got some uh, late round upside, Mike Williams. 12-4, Latavius Murray, who's fighting for his job. 12-5, T.Y. Hilton. 12-6, Miko Hardman. Love him late with some upside. 12-7, Naeem Hines. Uh, we're up here. Uh, fucking hell, fucking hell, fucking hell. Let's go Tony Pollard. Okay. Sure. Noted asshole, Cole Beasley. I like Cole Beasley. I think he's a great guy. 12-9, yeah. Darnell Mooney. 12-10, Ryan Tannehill. 13-1, Elijah Moore. 13-2, wow. Matt Stafford. Uh, J.D. McKissick. Okay. I think we, we, we just need to load up on running backs at this point. Just lottery shots. Hey, your boy's here. My boy? Who's my boy? Tell him. Oh, my boy. Great guy. Love him. Uh, 13-4, Jacoby Myers, 13-5, Dallas Goddard, 13-6, Robert Tunyon, 13-7, Michael Pittman, 13-8, Alexander Madison, 13-9, James White, 13-10, Jalen Hurts, into round 14, Mike Kosicki, Jonu Smith, Irv Smith, 14-4, Tua Tagovailoa, 14-5, Joe Burrow, 14-6, Big Trev, Trevor Lawrence, 14-7, the ultimate floor play himself, Matt Ryan, uh, Tyler Higby, great guy, great guy, great guy, done. It's a steal. Hit me with the drop. 14-9, Gio Bernard. 14-10, Phil Blinsey. 15-1, Tariq Cohen. 15-2, Tevin Coleman. Um, Wait, did you not turn off defense and kicker? Yeah, we're picking defense kicker. Oh, yeah. Okay. We're at that point. Uh, we'll go point. with Darrington Evans. Lock up, lock up the handcuff. Handcuffs are important, people. Fucking take them. Okay, 15-4, Darrell Williams. 15-5, Rashad Penny. 15-6, Ty Johnson. New York Jets star running back, Ty Johnson. 15-7, Nelson Aguilar. Yes, we should have picked him. him. 
Star running back. 15-8, Gronk. 15-9, Devontae Booker. 15-10, Sony Michelle. By the way, future, future New York Giants starter, Devontae Booker. Just want to put, put that out there. 16-1, Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. 16-2, Pittsburgh D. 16-3, Baltimore D. 16-4, LA Rams D. 16-5, Buffalo D. 16-6, Washington D. 16-7, San Francisco 49ers D. We should have Look. picked Ty Johnson as the handcuff for Michael Carter. Oh, we absolutely should have. Let's go outside the box. Let's go and take Justin Tucker. Let's fucking do it. Then Denver D after us. Patriots D. Then it's Harrison Butker, Jason Myers. We're on the clock. We'll take the Indianapolis Colts defense to close done. it out. Then Brandon McManus, then Jason Sanders, then Young Hoku, then Greg Zerline, then what the hell is that? The drop-down menu won't let me fucking close. There we go. Matt Gay, Graham Gano, and Tyler Bass. And we got a B-plus for this draft. We'll read out the team one more time. I'm stealing Adam's bit. That's because I just want to wrap this up. Because we have been here for a long fucking time. Derrick Henry, DeAndre Hopkins, Keenan Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Cooper Cup, Travis Etienne, Robbie Anderson, Juju Smith-Schuster, Michael Carter, Antonio Brown, Noah Fant, Tony Pollard, J.D. McKissick, Tyler Higby, Darrington Evans, Justin Tucker, Indianapolis Colts D. Adam, I think the team's okay. Um, I think it's a B plus. <laughs> it's it's not a me kind of team. It's not I a me kind say. of team either. I I would have picked more running backs, but um, yeah. I think we're we're really nice receiver. I think receiver's really nice. Um. But yeah, I think we're really hoping that when we actually do the live draft, that we're getting one of Harris, Gibson, or Eckler to really be in like a, a, a super sweet, super safe spot. One can only hope. But I, yeah, I think receiver, receiver is probably our best position. I'm not crazy about the running backs. If, you know, thankfully you can do trades. So I think we could really trade from, from a position of strength, a position of depth and get a solid running back because we do have some pretty good receivers here. Yeah. I would probably say I would not be looking to go take Patrick Mahomes in the fourth round. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is, this is what it's all about. It's all about experimenting. Never take a mock seriously. It's just a fucking mock. It doesn't, doesn't count for anything. It doesn't fucking count. Unless you really are invested in the grade that Fantasy Pros gives you after you're done with it. Which we are not. No. Anyway, thank you for listening to this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes, everything on the Basement Talk Podcast umbrella, wherever you get your podcasts. What are we doing at the end, at the end of the week, Bird? Besides celebrating my birthday, after all. That, that's very true. We're actually having a party for, for Adam. Um, so... Tomorrow, Tuesday, is going to be episode one of the co-owned series. Adam and I are going to come on, and we are basically going to be talking about our strategy. What way do we want to go? Um, Who are some players that maybe we're going to target? Who are some players that maybe we are going to want to stay away from? It's going to be a lot of open-ended discussion and basically how do we want to construct the team as a week from tomorrow is draft day which we will be streaming on the good old youtube there'll be announcement on socials about that so 
I've left all the links to the socials down in the description. So definitely go check that out. And then at the end of the week, I have no fucking clue what we're doing. So it's going to be a surprise for everybody. Fantastic. For my co-host, Ed Birdsell, I'm Adam Caster. Talk to you next time. I do.